Namcheta Lukla presents an article by Halmat Farello. One day, when I was reading a book about holograms, it dawned on me. What if humans were computers? I thought this would be a great analogy to explore. The human body is already a bioelectrical machine producing around 100 watts of power. Our heart acts as a pump to push cells around our body and through that process it generates a magnetic field around our bodies. The eyes take information, light information called photons and convert them into electrical signals that the brain then interprets. The image that we see through our eyes is actually upside down and our brain flips it the right way around. The ears also take sound waves and convert them into electric signals that are then translated in the brain. A lot of things that our body does acts like a computer. Each cell acts like a nanorobot that has its own task to carry out and other robots that they work with. The collective nanorobots then work together, creating a larger form of a robot that does multiple things. For example, if we look at our liver, it has the ability to filter out toxins or absorb nutrients. The liver can regenerate around 80% of itself in 30 days if need be. How is that for great engineering? Let's try to break down the major components in our bodies. The human brain is similar to a CPU, bringing everything together and handling all of the data from our input devices. Our body would probably be the motherboard, with the central nervous system interconnecting the signals coming from all over the body and passing them between the main organs. The eyes, nose, ears, skin and tongue could be seen as our input devices interacting and receiving information from the outside world. And then the food we eat provides us with the energy we need with each type of food containing certain elements that help us grow and maintain optimal performance. Food is our sole method of converting chemicals into energy that can be used by the body. However, we don't necessarily think about the types of food that we're putting into our bodies. Let's imagine that we're feeding our human computer with too much of the wrong kind of electricity. It could overload the computer, which might strain our motherboard or fry a circuit, making it work harder, out of sync or fail. The human computer would potentially have error codes that would tell us what is wrong. Now, if the food that we eat in real life isn't designed for our bodies, then any unknown or new foods could be sending hundreds of messages that disorientate the body. This new information being sent around might be affecting how well we think or act. Our bodies could be firing off these error codes, but we might choose to ignore the warning signs. For example, If someone were to eat something that their body didn't agree with, it could fire off a warning by giving the person a rash or pain, for example. But the person might ignore the signal and continue to eat that particular food. By the 50th time, their body could fail to cope with that reoccurring issue, resulting in disease or any number of serious attacks on the body's performance. 
A computer will typically throttle any number of components if it doesn't have enough power, electricity, for all of them to work properly. Could the food we eat not be allowing our bodies to produce enough electricity? Things like bad food, excessive sugars, salts, and any additive chemicals might be playing a part in lowering the optimal level of electricity feeding our human computer. What if the human computer could connect to the internet? At some point, it would be receiving too much information, putting excess strain on the CPU, which could possibly cause a lag in the human computer's mental abilities. Now think about what is happening in real life. The amount of information a person has to take in has increased exponentially, but without any brain development since the evolution of the current human. Let's imagine you're in the medieval era, 500 years ago or so, riding a horse to your mum's cottage. As you're riding that horse, there isn't much information to comprehend other than the path you're following, the horse, and maybe an animal or person every few kilometers. Now imagine you're driving a car to your mum's house in 2019. The amount of information you have to deal with has increased exponentially. Hundreds of road signs, road markings, traffic lights, other cars, your car's controls, pedestrians, etc, etc. Our brains have not evolved to deal with this new rate of information. So over time, our brains and bodies are being exposed to faster and faster flow of data, which is then passed on to every cell in the body. How might this increased flow of data and its urgency be affecting us as a whole? If the analogy of this human computer proves to be true, I wonder could we be programmed much like an actual computer? For example, our eyes are a dominant part of our way of interacting with the world. Could someone figure out how to program us using our senses? Line by line of computer code to then think or act a certain way? These are very deep conversations that we should be having about the real essence of human beings and our level of consciousness versus our conditioning. As children, we view life in a very different way to when we are adults. Some might think it's part of life or it's just the way things are. Perhaps we should stop for a minute and think critically about what happens to a child during their journey of life. Are we trying to fit a child into a square hole without knowing if that child is, is a square peg? We all learn in very different ways and want different things out of life. But to be able to live within our society, which is a core human right, we have to use a system that only enables certain types of personalities to thrive. Could this system be programming people to cope with the norm of social, political and cultural expectations that we now follow and live with every day? This new code could be introduced day by day and might serve as a way of rewiring the processes in our brains, forcing us to use only certain parts of it. The left side of our brain houses most of the logical parts, and that is what we use on a day-to-day -day basis. But we also must recognize that there is a right side of the brain that helps us deal with emotion. 
Could this external programming be causing issues within our human computer? If we were to gain a deeper level of awareness to the programming we are subconsciously exposed to, maybe we could make more conscious decisions and judgments. Rather than following the norms or the expectations that we have been programmed to take on without questioning, should we be focusing on whether or not those things are right for us on an individual level? Those questions are yet to be answered for our generation. Imagine our human computer is subjected to harmful radiation in short bursts that we know affect its circuitry but only a tiny amount and not enough to do anything bad at that specific moment. Over a long period, say 10 years of constant exposure of an hour or more per day to that same tiny amount of radiation, it could start to affect all of the components inside the human computer. In knowing the damaging long-term effects of such exposure, we would most likely avoid exposing the computer to such risk either entirely or as best as possible. It is a known fact that 2.4 gigahertz is the frequency that is used by a microwave, as well as mobile phones and other devices. This frequency of 2.4 gigahertz is the resonance of water. Resonance is the natural frequency at which excites the atomic structure of an element. That's how the microwave heats things up. The only difference is the voltage in a microwave is a thousand times more than a mobile phone. Despite knowing how harmful changes of atomic structure are, we're continuing to expose ourselves to frequencies for the sake of short-term profit. We are now pivoting towards creating things that align with economic success rather than things designed with a moral compass determined by the holistic effect on society. We should avoid creating things that form negative human habits or traits or side effects by taking an ethical approach and aspiring to add value to society, putting the person back at the forefront rather than money and power. Nature tries to organize an intricate network of interconnected systems using mathematical formulas underlined by base numbers, replicating patterns of complexity that form into larger patterns of replication. In essence, we should think of the complex makeup of the earth in the same way that we think of the relationship our cells have within the body. They are both the same thing but only different according to the level of perspective. I feel that we are at a turning point and need to adapt to a new approach to everything we do. Our understanding of the human body is only starting to come to fruition and this milestone provides us with an opportunity to put the brakes on certain things that we develop so that we can spend time deepening our understanding of their benefits and potential harm to ourselves, animals and our planet. Let's start a new way of doing things that serves a better purpose. Let's create things that have a moral and ethical beginning and outcome.